Marina? Like the No, the not cervical... a <laughs> Or what's it not? Yeah, the, you know what I'm trying to Yeah, talk. I do. I fucking, what's that thing called? A Contra- Contraception. Yeah. Jesus. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Sorry. Thing that you should have in your hoo-ha. God damn! Yeah. <laughs> One of those. With a fucking baby chain on it so you can yank it out. Ugh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, anchor in there. No babies here. That's so gross. Oh my God. I read on Reddit the other day. Uh-huh. It was like, I don't know, in relationship advice. Because every once in a while, my phone app kicks me out. Like it, um, it logs yep. me out and then it just does the front page and I'm too lazy to log back in. So then I go with those. Yep. And one of them was her boyfriend or whomever, like wanted her to not use contraceptive or whatever and like wanted a kid and she didn't want a kid so she was like he he didn't allow her to be on the pill or whatever it's not a thing yeah i know and uh long story short she had an iud not ied (laughs) (laughs) she had an iud in Uh and he ripped it out oh when he found out that she had no yeah because she had gotten it put in without telling him, I guess. And then I don't know how he found out about it, but then he ripped it out. So many questions. <laughs> Proceed. <laughs> I don't have all the answers. I only, you know, went through the first couple comments. How of did like, he find it? Was he like, like check? Does he do like a fucking weekly sweep in there or something? <laughs> like, what the fuck? I don't know. I don't know. But apparently it's like low enough to where you could reach in and grab it. I've never had one, so I don't know no, if they like intrude. I haven't either. And I've heard that too. But also if you're having sex, it's not in the way and it doesn't like touch anything. So how? I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know. He's how... like, why is there a fucking light switch in here? What's going on over here? Someone that... <laughs> like a damn chandelier hanging down. <laughs> what the fuck? All right. This conversation went super rogue. Yeah, it did. I don't <laughs> remember what we were originally talking about. Homeless people. <laughs> <laughs> and their fucking shopping carts in your neighborhood. Oh, yeah. Well, give me your goddamn. I will. So. Mine's not that great, but it fucking irked the shit out of me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I'll share it with the world. I My husband likes to pile his dirty laundry in, like, a certain spot on the floor. Uh-huh. And so I was like, you know what would be perfect here? A laundry basket. <laughs> so I didn't say anything. I was just like, I guess, because I have the laundry basket in another corner of the room. And he was like, no, 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 I'm going to pile my clothes over here. That's too far. And so I was like, I'll move the laundry basket. I'm just going to hit this compromise right in the head, right? Yeah. And so I put the laundry basket where he always piles his clothes. And I didn't say anything about it because that doesn't require a conversation. Yeah. Look what you found here. Yeah. And then he started piling his clothes next to the laundry basket, (laughs) like right around the corner. I knew you were going to say that. Yeah. He's like, fuck, there's this thing in my way where I always put my clothes. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So then I finally did uh, confront him about it. And I was like, okay, so (laughs) you pile your clothes here. And you always did. And then I put the laundry basket here. And now you pile your clothes here. <laughs> what the fuck? And I was like, do I need to put the laundry basket over here? And he's like, no, I don't like that laundry basket. <laughs> and I was like, oh, okay. And he goes, I like the tall ones. Oh, my God. Like, he looks for a specific laundry basket? Uh, no, he doesn't. He looks for the fucking floor. <laughs> <laughs> I do have to say, though, I am also guilty of the clothes hamper right next to it and then I just throw my clothes on the floor but it depends on the scenario like I'm never like intentionally holding them and then throw them in the clothes hamper Mm -hmm. or or throw them on the floor as opposed to the clothes hamper but it'll be like I'm getting in the shower and I'm in a rush and I rip my pants off and they just stay on the floor and then I walk into the shower 
Yeah. And then someday I'll walk by and like flip them up with my toes into the hamper. Because <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to bend over. Yeah. I He doesn't have any intention of wearing these clothes again because he, he, it's like shirts and stuff. Yeah. I'm not going like to wear those twice. one time Yeah. And even his pants. He only wears his pants once because he's a fucking weirdo. Oh, I will rewear my jeans forever. I'll wear them for like a goddamn week straight. You got to make them comfy, you yeah. know? If they're blue, I'm like, you don't know how many blue jeans I wear. Yeah. <laughs> these are the same ones until you like wipe fucking Cheeto dust on them. And mm-hmm. then you're like, God damn it, I have to wash these. Exactly. Now. I feel like I would be like the male in that in our relationship. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably true. You'd be goddamning me all over the place. <laughs> I feel like you and my husband, if you guys ended up as a couple, it would have been a goddamn disaster. Shit show. <laughs> Shit show. So many unfinished projects. <laughs> yes. A ton of very ambitious ideas that everybody's like, it sounds cool in theory, but... <laughs> <laughs> but do you really think it's going to work in a home? <laughs> so you converted your living room. <laughs> yeah. No, I have to I have to level him out a yeah. lot, and I feel like Lee does that for you. Oh my god, yeah. He definitely helps Where, level me out. On the opposite side, if me and Lee had ever dated, you, it would have been the most anything. boring relationship. You wouldn't do anything. You guys would just like sit there. You're like, we saved so much money this month. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, and Brandon and I would just be like fucking poor on the street with five <laughs> shopping carts. <laughs> exactly. He'd be like, did you see all the shopping carts I got? And you'd be like, look at all the tarps I scored. <laughs> Oh, fuck. The universe has a funny way of working out. Yeah, it really does. <laughs> All right. Okay, let me give you my goddamn. Yeah, give it to me. So mine happened this week. It was dinner time. Lee made dinner, and we were having lemon pepper chicken and rice, which Ooh. is my fucking jam. Mm-hmm. I love that shit. Sounds like it. And so, you know, I'm getting the kid ready. As a mom, you always get your children. As a mother. As a mother, <laughs> you always get your children shit fucking ready first, and then by the time you go to eat shit, it's like, room temperature right Mm -hmm. like and it it goes for everything cereal in the morning i've learned a technique and that is to like get all the cereal ready don't pour the milk in my bowl (laughs) until i'm about to go sit down otherwise i just have soggy fucking cereal and there's nothing worse in this world than soggy fucking cereal that's true okay so you know getting him all ready for dinner set him down at the table you know lee and i are doing our little fucking dance of the dinner every night and i plated up the rice on my plate and i think we're having green beans or some sort of vegetable on my plate and I didn't put any chicken on it yet but I already knew that the rice and the vegetable weren't going to be warm enough for me because I like that shit fucking piping hot like I want it smoking in my face when I sit down to eat it especially like green beans yeah yeah you don't want like room temperature green beans then you're like did this just come right out of the can yeah (laughs) because ew also I'll still eat it (laughs) (laughs) I mean I will but I won't like it but the chicken was like probably could have used a little little tappity tap in the microwave but I have like this weird thing about reheating meat so so I I will reheat everything else but I left the meat off my plate and so I'm like all right let me put this shit in the microwave and we have a microwave above our stove and so (laughs) it's like the bottom of the microwave is eye level with my eyes which Mm -hmm. is what eye level means (laughs) (laughs) So it's up that high. So I'm holding the plate in my right hand and I start to like put it up next to the microwave as if I'm going to put it in the microwave, but the door's not open yet. And then with my left hand, I grab the microwave door and it's one of those like you pull real hard to open it. Oh my God. (laughs) Uh huh. And I pulled real hard to open it and then it knocked into my plate and my plate of fucking rice and green beans 
went into my face <laughs> and all down my body and all over the stove underneath. And it's fucking rice, grains of rice. So the yeah. shit is everywhere. Oh my it God. It was in my hair. I got a big old baby belly right now. There's gobs of it stuck on my belly. It's <laughs> all over the floor. And we have our flooring torn up right now. So we have rugs everywhere. So you don't have to walk on like the foundation. So it's like rice is fucking getting ground into the carpets as you walk oh. and it's like that sticky wet feeling and all the dogs all two of them come running like food <laughs> like fucking pumped and lee walks in and i did the like oh face like i'm in trouble like <laughs> oh shit and lee walks in and he's like what the fuck just <laughs> happened because i had the plate like still kind of on my chest area like oh my god what just happened and then I died laughing. But thank God for dogs, man. Oh, seriously. Because they cleaned up most of that mess. Yeah. I had to wipe down the stove, which had, like, literally just been cleaned, which is a rarity in our house. Yeah. So it was just, like, fucking rice, seriously. <laughs> of that all sucks. things. It had to be rice. <laughs> and then I was, like, five more minutes away from eating my goddamn delicious dinner. Did you kind of feel like it was a celebration when the rice just shot out at you? <laughs> I think I was more surprised at my <laughs> own fucking, like... I'm such an idiot. Like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like I was having an out-of-body experience as it happened. Like, what the fuck were you thinking? Anyway, but at least it was cold food and not hot food. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> Except when you step on cold rice, it's Ugh. like stepping on maggots to me. Yes. I've never like stepped the... on a maggot, but that's what I imagine. Oh, my God. I've stepped on a maggot before. <gasps> that is horrifying. Uh, rice is similar, but wetter and doesn't wiggle. That is horrifying. Yeah, pretty gross. That is disgusting. That makes me want to throw up. That makes me want to rip my toes off. Yeah. Yeah, I <laughs> wanted to also. Anyway, on that note, should we jump into our murder stories? Yeah. You okay? Yeah, that changes our friendship. <laughs> <laughs> the fact that I felt a maggot on my toe before. Yes. Anyway, welcome to episode 26. 26. Woo! Of I Said Goddamn. I Said Goddamn. A podcast where... Oh, my God. <laughs> if you haven't figured it out by now, get the fuck out. You're in for a treat. <laughs> All right, Erin, it's my turn to go first. All right, do it. Lay it on me. I'm gonna. My story is about Reina Marioquin. Whoa. That's very exotic. Yeah. Okay, so September 2nd of 1999 mm -hmm. in Jericho, New York... Jericho. Jericho, New York. All right. Ronald Coheen was either an owner of a new home or he had just sold his home that he had lived in for a while. I couldn't tell which. Like, there was differing accounts. But anyway, this dude lived in this home in Jericho, New York. All right. And when he was going through the home's crawl space, uh-huh, he uncovered a rusty 55-gallon drum. <gasps> no. Would you, if you did this? Yep, I would small. put it on Reddit immediately. Okay, yes. And then it would be like the fucking safe, and I would never, <laughs> I would never solve it. And I would just give Reddit blue balls forever. You would never open it and take pictures? No, just like I a would open it. on the inside? I would open it, but I wouldn't take pictures. <laughs> I wouldn't show Reddit. I'd just be like, oh, and then she died. Would you call me? Absolutely. Would you wait for me so that we could open it together? If you requested that, yes. Uh, who? If I called you <laughs> with this shit, you'd be like, hold the fuck I'd up. I'd be like, I'm in the car. <laughs> yeah. Stop what you're doing. What do we need? A flathead screwdriver? How do you open these things? Do you, do you have a crowbar? <laughs> <laughs> my dad's going to be pissed if we use a screwdriver. Are we going to need a hand truck to pull it out? <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. Okay. So who did he call? Does he have a bestie? So I don't know. It doesn't 
specifically say. All right. But obviously. Lonely you, life. Yeah. <laughs> but obviously when you find a fucking mysterious oil drum under your house, you pry that shit open. Mm-hmm. So he does. He pops the top off that baby. Now I wonder. <laughs> it's a crawl space. Was yeah. it on its side? That's what I was wondering. Like, did he pull it out? Did he keep it under the crawl space? It's pretty, like, was it hunched over? Yeah. I have no idea. There was no pictures for me to see either. There's pictures of the barrel, but it's not like when it was, he didn't like fucking preserve. Take pictures when when he saw it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like any barrel is a crime scene, so you should take pictures immediately. Just in case. (laughs) It's like finding a bundle on the side of the road. Exactly. "Uh, Before I open this, I'm going to take some goddamn pictures. Yeah. And then the people are like, why do you have a picture of a fucking bag of leaves? (laughs) Oh, I didn't know what it was. (laughs) It rained, so it looked soggy. Yeah. There was a branch sticking out of it. (laughs) It looked like a bone. (laughs) So he doesn't do any of that shit. Instead, he fucking opens the sucker up. And he is immediately overcome with a very noxious chemical smell. Oh, my God. And when he looks inside, he sees a mummified hand poking (gasps) out of a huge pile of plastic pellets. Plastic pellets? Isn't that interesting? That is very interesting. I would have thought, like, soupy goop. Yeah. (laughs) Gross. Was it the goop that gotcha? Yeah, like the the green slime fucking shit oh god okay gross so the police were notified fucking obviously Mm -hmm. and they removed the body and they perform an autopsy okay the body was found to be mummified because the container had been airtight Ooh. and the remains were found to be that of a pregnant hispanic female in her late 20s about five feet tall and she had unusual dental work that's all they really knew about her but I guess that this dental work helped place her country of origin as South America. Okay. I don't know how someone knows that. Maybe they use like a specific fucking chemical for fillings or something. Maybe. But I would be like the worst dental forensic scientist. <laughs> That's why you're not one. It's fine. <laughs> we have good ones. <laughs> you don't need to be. Yeah. I'd be like, I don't know where that fucking shit came from. It looks weird though. <laughs> Okay, so the cause of death was determined to be blunt force trauma to the head. Ooh. Bum, 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 bum. Unfortunate. So who lived in the house before this guy? Oh, let me tell you. Funny you ask. (laughs) Inside the drum. uh, Let me tell you more about the drum first. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Inside the drum, along with the body, was a crap ton of those plastic pellets, like I mentioned. Mm -hmm. There were two rings, like finger rings, because I was thinking when I first read this, I was thinking like rings that go around the barrel or something. Like an O-ring? Oh, 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 okay. Nailed it. <laughs> <laughs> so there were two, like, jewelry rings. Okay. One was inscribed with the initials MHR. Uh-huh. There was a locket inscribed to Patrice Love Uncle Phil. Aw. All I can think of when I hear Uncle Phil is fucking Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. All I can think of when I hear Patrice is Patrice O'Neill. So now imagine <laughs> Uncle Phil giving <laughs> Patrice O'Neill a locket. <laughs> It's so beautiful. I didn't know they knew each other. (laughs) Anyway, there was also some green dye in the barrel and an address book, which was like really, really decayed. Okay. What do you mean by green dye? I'll tell you. Okay. So the investigators determined that the barrel had been made in 1965. Okay. And this was in 99 that they found it. Yeah. And was used for transporting dye. So that's why there was dye in the barrel. Oh. There, it used to only contain dye. <gasps> Interesting. Uh-huh. And it had markings on the barrel to show that at one time it had been shipped to a place called Melrose Plastics, which was a synthetic flower company. That's what the plastic pellets were for. 
Oh. To make plastic flowers. Okay. So Melrose Plastics was owned by a local businessman by the name of Howard B. Elkins, Mm -hmm. who also just so happened to be the previous owner of that house up until 1972. Bum, bum, fucking bum. Oh, what a fucking terrible fucking row of coincidences. Okay, if you're going to leave your home or sell it, how are you not Uh, getting rid of the bodies that you've stored under it? Right? Did he die? Right? Let me tell you. Okay. So in 1972, he sold the business and his house... And he had moved to Florida with his wife and family. Okay, wait. That was in 72? So then someone didn't go under the crawl space or at least open the barrel to to do that until 99? Yeah. What the fuck? And if you find a barrel, you're opening it. You're not just living in that house and like, eh, someday. So like someone just never went down into the crawl space. Yep. I'm (gasps) guessing that's the only logical They lived above a body. For how many fucking years? Forever. Oh my God. For like 20 something years. (laughs) Ooh, that's awful. So, the address book that was found with the body, they, like, processed it and and attempted to restore it. Mm-hmm. I guess it was, like, I don't know if it was, like, body juices all over it or wet, but Ew. they... Or what? But they said it was wet, but that the body was mummified, so I don't know how Maybe that the dye? Works. Oh, maybe. I don't know. But anyway, they were able to restore some of it, and it was determined to belong to a 28-year-old immigrant woman from El Salvador, and her name was Reina Angelica Medioquin. Okay. I have to do the, like, roll Accent. the double R's. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm probably fucking it all up, but you Maybe. know. Maybe. We'll find out. So, it turns out that Reina had worked for Howard at his synthetic flower company. Oh, Jesus. Mm. Is it his fucking bastard baby? <gasps> Let us see. So, the investigators are able to distinguish a phone number in the book mm-hmm. and in her little address book. And so, they give it a call. And this fucking 30-year-old phone number led detectives to a friend of Reina's by the name of Kathy. Well, back when landlines were a thing, you wouldn't change your number. So, that's not that far-fetched that they... That's true. It just seems like 30 years. Oh, my God. Yeah, if I got a call freaking 30 years later that, like, hey, did you know Reina? I'd be like, who the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, she's been missing for 30 years. Yeah, exactly. I guess my parents have the same phone number for however long we've lived in California. Yeah. My parents and they changed probably still theirs, will. like, right, right before my dad moved away. They changed the one to this house, and I don't know it now. <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway. And so she gets the phone call, and she's like, oh, my God, that's my friend. She tells police that Raina and Howard had been having an affair and that Raina had gotten pregnant by Howard. And Howard called it. Yes, you did. (laughs) Howard told Raina that he was going to leave his wife and marry Raina. And at some point, Raina doesn't believe Howard anymore because it's probably like, yeah, 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 tomorrow, tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Never does it. And she's like, the fuck? Yeah. And so she gets really pissed off and she calls Howard's wife and tells her (gasps) about the affair. Oh, shit. Bum, bum, bum. You want to know how you get murdered? (laughs) <laughs> this is ex- fucking precisely how you get yeah. murdered. So Howard finds out about the phone call, and he gets really pissed at Raina, and he threatens to kill Raina. And that's when Raina confides in her friend Kathy what the hell's going on, right? Yeah. Because she's like, I'm actually scared of this guy. All this shit just went down. Yeah. So that's how Kathy knows all about this. It, okay. I don't know, man. <laughs> if you're really scared of this person, like, why would you want them to leave their significant other for you? Yeah, at that point. Well, I'm sure at that point she was like, oh, I changed my mind. <laughs> yeah, I guess he probably wasn't that scary before he threatened her life. Yeah, yeah. I, well, I mean, maybe. Who knows? Yeah. So, in 1996, Kathy says that's when Raina just went missing out of nowhere and she never saw her friend again. Why don't you call the police? Maybe I'm sure she that was... she did. She had to have. Yeah. 
I don't know. Or someone had to have. I don't know. Because she's missing. And, like, there were threats on her life. Yeah. From this guy. Like, this all could have been solved fucking 30 years ago. Why didn't anyone look into it? Yeah. (laughs) Okay, so the police hear all this, and they're like, that's really fucking suspicious. Let's go track down this fucking Howard dude. Mm -hmm. And then they determined that it was a suicide. (laughs) (laughs) She committed suicide. (laughs) And then locked herself in a barrel. (laughs) Okay, so Howard was 70 years old at this time, and he was living with his wife in Florida still. Like, in 99? Yeah, in 99. And he lived in, like, this really fancy retirement community, and so the police come knocking on his door, and he was not very happy. And Uh, neither was Raina. Yeah, right? (laughs) So he gets agitated, and he starts denying even knowing Raina. Mm-hmm. And he did admit to having an affair with someone, but he didn't remember her name or what she looked like. Uh, fucking sure. Yeah. Yeah. Liar. Well, he was 77. Maybe he had Alzheimer's. Well, he's 70. Oh. But he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> same, same. For the fucking record. <laughs> so the police present him with the evidence of the green dye from the barrel mm-hmm. and the address on the barrel. And he denied ever seeing such a thing, even though he fucking owned the goddamn factory. He's like, never seen one of those goddamn barrels in my whole fucking life. This guy's watched a lot of cops TV. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, Deny everything. I don't even know what my name is. <laughs> I don't even know this lady. That's your wife, sir. <laughs> you live with her. <laughs> never uh, met her before in my life. Where am I? <laughs> I don't even like her. <laughs> so the police ask him for a blood sample so that they can determine if that nine month it was a male fetus, too, Aww. was his biological son. <gasps> and naturally, Howard was like, no, you're not going to get one of those for me. Yeah. And so the police leave that day, and they tell him, like, we're going to come back with a re- with a court order for you to give us your fucking DNA sample. Yeah. That's what they leave on. And that night, Howard went to a Walmart, and he bought a shotgun and some shells. And the next day, he was found dead with a self-inflicted shot to the head. And the shotgun between his legs. God damn. He fucking committed suicide over this shit. Yeah, he did. Because he fucking murdered a person and he didn't want to spend his fucking golden years in jail. Uh, yeah. Yeah. And he was for sure going to get caught. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, they were fucking on to him. So then they took the DNA from the yep, wall behind so, his head. Yeah, <laughs> so they swabbed the crime scene down. They tested his DNA and determined that he was very likely the father. Oh. So all the articles say very likely or... Almost undoubtedly, you know, so there must yeah. be some sort of like, you know, it's like 98% or something. Yeah. That I didn't, I couldn't get a percentage, but anyway. That's it, so fucking sad. That's so sad. But what, a, what a terrible idea. Like, so much evidence in that barrel. <laughs> yeah. Like, literally your own DNA is in that barrel. Yeah, your literally. Own DNA. Okay. Your DNA is in the barrel, fucking, and all of her personal effects is in the barrel. That define and who the fuck she is. The address to your Liter- company. Yeah, and you put it under the house that you lived in. Yes. Who's not moving dead bodies when they move houses? I don't get it's it. It's like leaving a TV. <laughs> I mean, it doesn't work anymore. <laughs> Okay, so the theory is that Howard beat Raina over the head after she told his wife of the affair Mm -hmm. in, like, a fit of rage. Mm -hmm. And then he took her body back to his home. I'm not sure where he beat her. Maybe at work or some shit? But the theory is that he took her back to his home where he put her in the steel drum and weighted it down with the plastic pellets because he had intended to drop it in the ocean. Oh, my God. But after doing, like, after adding the plastic pellets, the barrel weighed over 350 pounds, so it was too heavy for him to move. So he just left it under the cross space. And it stayed there for fucking 30 years. Yeah, and that's not really a thing that you can enlist friends' help in. (laughs) No, 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 no. Will you help me throw this barrel in the ocean? There are very few friends, and even then. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, So detectives 
now that they like know who this person is and everything, uh-huh. they tracked down Reina's family who lived in El Salvador still and told her then 95 year old mother what had happened to her daughter who had just Aww. gone missing. And I guess her mother had been super heartbroken ever since Reina had stopped writing home and claims that she had had dreams of Reina in a barrel. <gasps> That's so sad. That's so sad. Here's the saddest part. Aww. And it's the last part of my story. I'm ready. But a month later, her mom died, and they were buried side by side. Oh. Oh, my gosh. Her mom got closure. Yeah. And then she was like, (laughs) 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 Anyway, so. Well, then they can be together in the afterlife or whatever you believe in, right? Oh, exactly. Oh, that's so sad. I know, isn't it? I wonder what uh, fucking old man harris's whatever his name was howard Howard old man howard's wife thinks of all this (gasps) oh right like Like, she's just enjoying her life like whatever we're fucking loaded bitch yeah like at one time he cheated on me but it's fine now because she's gone don't know what happened to her or did she bum 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 yeah that's awful oh yeah terrible god damn oops hit my mic (laughs) see if you can hear that later (laughs) we'll find out get damn okay give me your story okay mine is about the circleville letters have you heard of this have you seen this have you heard of this actually i might have there was an unsolved mysteries episode on it i might have i think i know this one but let's see all right well i'll refresh you the circle jerk letters (laughs) no (laughs) different story different story (laughs) that's a porn (laughs) they're all fucking writing poetry (laughs) this one is in 1976 in circleville ohio Okay. So this was like a small town, quiet town, you know, the nobody locked your doors type of place and everybody knew everybody. Uh Uh-huh. And in 1976, someone started handwriting some letters and sending them out to a bunch of people of the town. And they were rather threatening. Oh, fuck. Yeah. That's creepy. Super creepy. There were over a thousand people that received letters and they were... A thousand? That guy was fucking busy. Yeah. Well, this was like over a span of some years. Okay, but still. Yeah, but still. They were mostly threatening and the author of the letters would be like, I know where you live. I know you have kids and like, I basically, I know where you work, like that type of stuff. Like Like basically saying... Yeah, a stalker. Like, saying they know things about these people and, like, I know where you live and I'm gonna fucking kill you. Ugh, creepy. So, the letters were all written in, like, a block style as if the person was trying to disguise their handwriting. Like, uppercase? Yeah, it was all uppercase, but also very squared off. So, like... like how my dad writes. Is it? Oh, we found him. shit, we found (laughs) him. Like, the U would be like, do, do, do. Oh, oh no, he doesn't write like that. And for everybody in listener land, the I U, feel like they knew exactly what I just did. <laughs> the U was like a square with the top missing. Yeah. <laughs> they all saw it. <laughs> or a rectangle with the top missing. Oh, yeah, that's true. That would be a square. It was a square because it was block. Okay. <laughs> so they were from Columbus, Ohio, the letters, which okay. was just like one town over, essentially. Uh-huh. And they had no return address and no sender, obviously, but they yeah. were postmarked from Columbus. Okay. So, a ton of the residents received these letters, and one lady in particular was targeted. Her name was Mary Gillespie. She was 39 years old, and she was a school bus driver. The author of the letters let Mary know that her house was under surveillance. Nope. Yep. And that they knew that she was married and a mom, and they also were like, hey, 
and we know that you're having an affair with the <gasps> superintendent of schools. Oh, shit. That's fucking creepy. Super creepy, right? And so Mary was like, fuck. <laughs> oh, shit. And the, so they were right. She was yeah, having an affair. Yeah, oh, she was. But we don't know that yet in this story. Yeah. So the sender of the letters demanded that she end the affair. And they were like, we're not fucking joking. Don't take this as a joke. You need to end this affair. You need Why to tell the, the school board. Care? What? Why would the sender care if she was having an affair? Well, I guess that depends on who's writing it. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> so Mary at first was like, nope, 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 and just tried to hide the letters. And she was like oh. keeping an eye out when she was in public and everything to yeah. be like, maybe I'll see this person or who's watching, who's being suspicious, basically, right? Yeah. But she didn't do anything about it and she didn't come clean about any affairs or anything like she that. She was trying to bury her secrets. Exactly. And so eventually, Ron, Mary's husband, he received a letter, and he was told about the affair, and the sender (gasps) tried to demand that Ron end the affair or he would die. Oh, my God. So here's what the letter said. Okay. We must inform you that your wife is having an affair with Mr. Massey. She has chased him until he caught her. Eliminate them both before they eliminate you. Remember, we know where you work and know your red and white truck. No one can help you. Think of your children and their future. Call the school board and report the truth after you finish your investigation. Notify the school board immediately. Again, your life is in danger. Oh my god. What the fuck? It's like fucking, I would like to play a game. Yeah, it is. Take them out before they take you out. Yeah. So he was like, the fuck, Mary, right? (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck is this? Also, how did only he get the letter versus only her getting the letters, you know? Well, if it's addressed, like if if there was a letter addressed to Brandon... I would yeah. open it because I'm a felon. But yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or I'm just nosy. I'd be like, who the fuck wrote a letter? Yeah. Like, that's weird. That's exciting. But I would probably give it to him if he was going to be home. Like, yeah. if he wasn't going to be home for a couple of days, I might open it and be like, you got a letter. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to read it to you. Yeah. But if he was like, if he was here or something, I'd be like, here's a letter for you. That's yeah. weird. Open it. <laughs> yeah. I want to see what it is. Yeah. So Mary denied the affair at first and tried to say that the author was just trying to blackmail them. But... It was a small town, and so the damage to her reputation was already pretty much done. Yeah, that's why you don't have affairs. Yeah. But also, it's really creepy. But also, you probably shouldn't be threatened your life. Yeah, that's true. Mm -hmm. Yep. But, you know. So, Ron and Mary stayed together and tried to ignore the letters. Oh, my God. This sounds like a healthy relationship. Yeah. Just push it all to the back. Let's not communicate. Pretend we didn't hear anything. (laughs) It'll be fine. It's fine. Yeah. So, two weeks later, Ron received another letter that said, Gillespie, you've had two weeks and done nothing. Admit the truth and inform the school board. If not, I will broadcast it on CBS, posters, signs, and billboards until the truth comes out. CBS? Like, they got fucking a direct line to the goddamn network? I don't know. Maybe Uh, they would, like, call him. Breaking news. (laughs) This lady's having an affair with this guy. They'd be like, that's cool. (laughs) I don't care. (laughs) No one gives a shit. Although maybe, like, superintendents are, like, really important over there. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's a small town, so, like, gossip spreads fast, right? So that's true. The Gillespies, Ron and Mary, and Ron's sister and brother-in-law, Paul Freshar, is his name his sister's name is karen his brother's name is paul okay lots of names yeah they all get together to be like let's brainstorm this shit who the fuck could it be (laughs) and they believe that the sender might be mr massey's son who was named william massey because some of the letters were signed with a w 
Oh. And so okay. that would be a motive if it's his dad. Mr. Massey was married. Yeah. And he had this kid. And so if the kid is like, don't break up my family. Yeah. You know, that's a pretty decent motive. Okay. So weird like, that you'd go, I mean, maybe not because it's your own family. I was going to say weird that you would go after the person having, that he's yeah. having the affair with instead of your own dad. Well, it's like people, like if Brandon were to cheat, it's like me being mad at the girl, which yeah. I have like no right to be mad at the girl. Technically, I should be mad at the husband, but. Yeah. But you would be Your still. rage is still like misplaced. Slut. <laughs> exactly. So they decided to test this theory by sending William some anonymous letters saying that they knew it was him and they requested that all the letters and threats stop. Okay. And the letters stopped for a while, but they never actually confirmed that it was William or not. Interesting. And then on August 19th, 1977, a phone call came to the Gillespie house and Ron answered it. He lost his goddamn mind. He okay. grabbed his gun and he left the house. What the fuck? Yeah. No one knows what the caller said. No one knows who the caller was. But pretty close to their house, Ron's car hit a tree and he died. Whoa. Because of the hitting the tree? Yep. <gasps> what? Oh, what if they, like, cut the brake lines? Bum, 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 bum. I don't think that they had cut the brake lines, but we actually don't know. So. Okay. Mary doesn't know who who the caller was or anything like that. She believes that it was the letter writer and that maybe Ron recognized the caller's voice and was like, I'm a fucking kill him. So got his gun and then went out there. Oh my God. If that's the case, whoever the writer is, is so fucking lucky that he got in an accident. Well. Okay. Police discover that Ron's gun had been fired once, but they couldn't find a reason for him to have fired it. And they determined that it wasn't an accident like an accidental discharge because of the crash or anything uh -huh. and no one in the neighborhood had heard a shot where how did they know it had been fired once during this scenario like did they find a bullet or no there was no bullet and there was no bullet hole or anything in the cab of the truck how did they but know they said fired? it had been fired recently huh. that was what they could tell was that it had been fired once recently interesting so like fucking carbon dating the goddamn <laughs> right dust on the on yeah it was like hair or something yeah. um so, like I said, there were no bullet holes in the cab or there was no bullet found. And the truck was sent to be crushed and disposed of just days later. What the fuck? Yeah. So, like, goodbye all your fucking evidence, right? Yeah. Who knows if the brake lines were cut? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the crash was ruled as an accident, even though the sheriff at first said that it looked like there was foul play. Ooh. But then immediately changed it and said it was an accident. Interesting. I wonder how it looked like foul play. I don't know. But Ron's blood alcohol level was 0. 0.16. Oh, so he's drunk. But he had been taking care of his kids. And by all accounts, he wasn't drunk before he went out there. And he wasn't a heavy drinker. He wasn't really a drinker at all. Uh, so he wouldn't. Did he have a tooth infection? Have you heard about this theory? No. There's a theory because this happened recently too. There's this theory where, like, you get an infection or a bacteria infection or a yeast infection or something, and it could be caused from, like, a sore tooth or whatever, and it makes your body produce alcohol really quickly. That's interesting. And then you get drunk, and then you become, like, non-coherent, and then, like, it happened... Maybe we should save this for, like, an actual case, or I can cover it. I watched a documentary on this girl who, like, she went camping, and she when she was driving home, she got into a really bad accident. I don't remember if, like, everyone in the car died or just her. Jesus. But her blood alcohol content was really high, and she wasn't drinking before. <gasps> and this is the only theory they could come up with. 
That's crazy. Yeah. So I had not heard of that, but maybe. Wonder if he had a toothache. <laughs> yeah, maybe. It has a name for it, but okay. I'm sorry to interrupt, but I just solved your mystery. Yeah, you might have. <laughs> <laughs> but like I said, the sheriff originally said that there was foul play, but then he allegedly afterward had said that there was more to the crash than the police were admitting Ooh. but he later denied saying <gasps> that that's juicy of course because he wants to keep his job yeah Ooh, i want to talk to this guy <laughs> so then the letter writer was back at it and sending letters to townsfolk and stuff what? saying that they should demand a more thorough investigation of the crash and it seems like maybe he was involved and <gasps> wanted credit for it just drop it dude you Ooh. got away with it well yeah so now Mary, this grieving widow, is receiving letters again. And oh this time, God. she admits that she had been having an affair, but she said that it only started after the letters and after Ron's death. Okay, that's a lie. Yeah. You're so, not going to be like, well, I mean, all these letters, I might as well just follow up. Yeah. <laughs> I guess I'll, I'll see what it's all about. Maybe we're supposed to be together. Yeah, no way. So then six years after the letters had started, Mary was driving her bus route, and she saw a sign on the side of the road <gasps> that was threatening her daughter. No. And it was, like, written by the letter writer right guy. Uh, How many people drove by this sign? I don't know. But she got pissed and stopped the bus to take the sign down, obviously. yeah. yeah. And there was a box with a string tied to another post. Uh, and Mary took the box down and got back in her bus to open it. What's in the box? <laughs> Inside was a pistol that was rigged up to shoot the person that opened <gasps> it. Stop it. But it didn't go off. Oh my god. Motherfucking booby trap. Oh my god. Yeah. So Whoa. She <gasps> didn't take it to the police right away. Stop it. Yeah. She took it home. For what the fuck? a while, and then eventually brought it to the cops. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Okay, that's I don't weird. know if she did anything to it. That's weird. But it's an odd fucking thing to do. That's weird. So the gun's serial number had been filed off? Naturally. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> if you're gonna do it, <laughs> do it right. It. Yeah. <laughs> well, they hadn't done it all the way. And so the police were able to trace it back to Paul, who's Ron's brother-in-law. Oh, my The guy that God. was originally like, maybe Helping it's this other brainstorm. guy. Yeah. So Paul denied having anything to do with it and said that the gun had gone missing a long time before. <gasps> she stole it and rigged the box. Maybe. Why? It could be Mary. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So they get Paul to do a handwriting test, but I guess that the way that the police administered this test was wrong. Like, they had him, they're like, hey, try and write like this and write these exact words. Yeah. And so if you're trying to write a certain way, like, that's not you how you're supposed it. to fucking yeah. do a handwriting test. Yeah. Make it look like this. Yeah. I don't know. Who in their right mind would be like, okay. Okay. I'm really good at that. I can do black letters. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, I could probably copy someone's handwriting. Yeah. Yeah. That's I would terrifying. be awful. So, apparently, Paul and his wife, Karen, were going through a messy divorce where Karen was cheating on Paul. Oh. And so, he got custody of the children, and he got the home. Can everyone stop cheating on each other? Right? Jesus Christ. So, Karen was living in a trailer on Mary's property, and she told Mary that Paul was a letter writer. <gasps> and Mary called the police, told them about it, and so they immediately arrested him for attempted murder. Oh, my God. So, Paul's trial begins in October of 1983. He pleaded not guilty, 
he had an alibi for the day of the booby trap box. Uh-huh. And there was none of the material used to make the sign and box found in his home or garage. Okay. Starting to sound like a setup. Yeah. There was no ammo matching that was in the gun in his home or anything. Uh-huh. There was a man reportedly hanging out along the road where the sign was found just 20 minutes before Mary saw it. And he was next to an orange El Camino, which is not what Paul drove. Yeah, that's a pretty, like, fucking specific car. If you're going to go do something shady, you might want to be a little more low-key. Yeah, right? Like, walk there. Yeah. <laughs> so, while Paul was in prison, the letters continued. Oh. This all kind of seems like it's probably not Paul, right? Yeah, yeah. And that, like, your bitter ex-wife just set your ass up. Exactly. Yeah. So, despite all of those, all that evidence and everything... He was sentenced to 25 years in prison. Holy shit. Yeah. For what? This poor guy. Right? Oh, my God. For, well, it was his gun. That's the only evidence that they have on him and his ex-wife being like, it was him. Yeah, but, like, your ex-wife had access to that gun. That's true. That's true. And I don't know how many other people might have had access to that gun, too. And if you were really going to do that, you wouldn't fucking leave some like you wouldn't use your own gun yeah and shittily file off the serial yeah. number yeah you'd commit yeah so the letters are still coming they're still being postmarked from columbus but the prison that paul was in wasn't in columbus yeah because he wasn't writing the fucking letters he's not writing the fucking letters but the sheriff and everybody are still like no no no, no it's this guy like it's totally this That's guy so weird so they even put Paul in solitary confinement so that he couldn't send letters he couldn't he didn't have any access to fucking anything and the letters continued. What the fuck? This I poor guess, guy. Yeah, it's, it's not him. So I guess even the warden didn't think that Paul was guilty, but the sheriff and the police did, and so he stayed in prison. Yep, they gotta blame someone. While Paul was in prison, he got a letter. <laughs> he writing himself? <laughs> yeah, right? And it said, shame how things work out, but better you than me. The sheriff says you did it, but we know better, don't we? Sounds like a poem, cool. right? Oh, it does. I kind of like it. Well, Dr. Seuss-esque. Yeah. So, Paul applied for parole in 1988, but he was denied. Oh, my God. This poor guy. I know. His picture, too, he looks really like a, just a sweet old guy. Oh, man. He took three polygraph tests, and he passed them all. He applied for parole again in 1993. Jesus. But he was denied. He applied for parole again in 94, and armed with statements from the wardens basically saying that it was impossible for him to have sent the letters from prison, he was finally released oh after my gosh. ten and a half years in prison. Damn. So Paul wrote a 176-page document to the FBI asking them to reopen the case of Ron's accident, basically saying, like, it well, it wasn't a fucking accident. Yeah, and that was his brother, right? Uh, his brother-in-law. Oh, okay. He also says that his incarceration and Ron's death being ruled an accident was all a cover-up by the police. And I'm thinking maybe the police were getting letters, too. Oh. And, like, their own kind of thing. And they had a reason to fucking cover this shit up. Interesting. So, the document is all available online. And I went through the first couple pages. Jesus Christ. This guy has, like, outlined his version of evidence again oh my god yeah i'm sure it's very thorough he had 10 years yeah exactly so six months after paul was released unsolved mysteries did a segment on the letters and just a few days later they got a letter stop it yeah so i'll be waiting for my letter after this <laughs> <laughs> p.o box <laughs> <laughs> yeah exactly so 
It said, forget Circleville, Ohio. If you come to Ohio, you El Sickos will pay the Circleville writer. What the fuck? El yes. Sickos? El Sickos. That's a sweet burn. Um, Circle jerk writer. So I don't think I wrote this part, but there was <laughs> theories that that's something that Karen might have said. Oh, really? Yeah. Like that. <gasps> I don't know how accurate that is, and I don't remember where I actually read it. Where did she it. live before she lived on the trailer? Um, I could see my mom saying El Sicko. Yeah. <laughs> El Sicko. El and then Sicko's. laughing after. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, oh, I said it in an accent. Like, mom's not, okay. <laughs> it's not how accents work. <laughs> it's not how Spanish works. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if that's what you're going for. <laughs> so, exactly. So Paul died in 2012, and this private investigator named... Martin Yant starts looking into the letters. He thinks that the author of the letters was a man named David Longberry, who had worked at the school and allegedly had, like, a crush on Mary. Oh, okay. Yeah. Triangle here. Mm -hmm. Oh, love triangle. But she was like, nah. (laughs) (laughs) And then Martin went full crazy and wrote these thousands of letters, but focused on Mary as a way to get back at her. Oh, what the fuck? Yeah. So then... David Longberry eventually went on the run in 1999 oh, after good. raping an 11-year-old girl, <gasps> and he no. ended up hanging himself. The last letter was received in 2003, uh-huh. and that's it. Wait, when did he die? 99? Um, he went on the run in 99. It said that he hung himself years later, but I also heard that he hung himself while on the run, so I don't know how long he was on the run, so I'm assuming it was sometime between 99 and 2003. Wow. That's interesting. That's like a wild twist. Yeah. Another theory is that some people suspect that Mary may have actually been the letter writer as a way to cover up her husband's murder. Why would you admit, though, before that, that you're having an affair? Because before his murder... Well, she didn't admit it before his murder. Yeah, but still, you're drawing attention to it. Oh, yeah. You go about it a different way. You wouldn't, like... If you're going to kill your husband, though, you have to, like stop the affairs yeah because then it becomes a motive (laughs) yeah because then you're gonna get caught so but that's it isn't that fucking crazy that is really fucking crazy so i had heard that story yeah but i've only heard like a little blip like oh somebody was writing these letters and then somebody died and then yeah like and then they stopped you know yeah like they still kind of happened they trickled in but i didn't know about the fucking gun in the box that was set to go off and yeah yeah that's that shit's crazy. Weird. Yeah. The circle jerk writer. The circle jerk writer. <laughs> He's a jerk. <laughs> Clearly. But I, I don't or know. She. Like, with Ron's truck, you it said in the letter before, like, I know your red and white truck, so the letter writer might have been, like, fucking targeting his truck for something. And you're right, maybe he had cut the brakes. Yeah. I don't know if they did, like, a thorough investigation on the truck before they fucking crushed Destroyed it. Destroyed the fucking key piece of evidence? Yeah. Oh, God. I don't know. So frustrating. Shit's crazy. So maybe, like, the guy was just standing in the middle of the road and he, like, swerved to get out of the way. <gasps> That's a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, because if I was going to kill a person and they were standing in the middle of the road, I'd be like, well, <laughs> got him. <laughs> Mission accomplished. Yeah. <laughs> but goddamn. Well, goddamn. That's crazy. Yeah. And the person was never, I mean, no one ever was found. They don't know that it was it David stopped. Longberry or not. Yeah, yeah, it just stopped. It clearly wasn't Paul, and he had spent a shit ton of time in prison. Poor guy. Wow. I wonder how Karen fucking feels about that. What a bitch, right? Fucking Karen. It's always fucking Karen. It is. Tone it down, Karen. Yeah, Karen. But- <laughs> 
God damn. Wow. Interesting. Yeah. Another two great stories. Another two, yeah. Whoppers. Mind benders. Doo-wops. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. If you want to see pictures related to our case, go to isgdpodcast.com. If you want to tweet at us or Facebook us, we're at isgdpodcast. And you should snail mail us some fucking threatening letters and block letters. (gasps) Do it. But don't actually follow through on anything. But I would love to get some weird, creepy-ass handwritten notes. Oh, my God. I'm so glad you would. And you're looking at the P.O. box and not me. Yeah. My husband's like, like, "Ah." every time my husband's like, you're going to get fucking murdered. And I'm like, well, then, Stacey, I'll do a podcast. (laughs) No, I can't do it alone. (laughs) That's true. Who will make the witty comments in the background? (laughs) Who? I I ask myself daily. (laughs) Yeah. But... Well, our P.O. box is 2764 Spring Valley, California, 91979. Dun, dun, dun. I have to sing it or I won't remember it. Yeah, it's a good method. Also, you should subscribe, rate, and review us. Tell your friends and everybody to listen to us and send us some love. Also, email us at isgdpodcast.gmail.com. That reminds me, we have we technically have some shout-outs that we haven't done in a while. Get the fuck out of here. We got some... Sweet iTunes reviews from Andy's Mammy, Kent Park Street, and Emperor Mollusk. Ooh, (laughs) I love it. (laughs) So thank you guys so much. Thank you so much. We appreciate the kind words and the reviews and you guys are fucking awesome. We appreciate you motherfuckers. And we always will. It's true. Don't you forget it. From now until my last day. Ooh, sing it. We love you. (laughs) We love you. That one's for Jackie. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. Later, losers. See ya, suckers. Bye.